When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a zit sticker on my face that I put foundation over in the middle of my eyeballs and I need everyone uh, on the video portion to ignore it. And for our audio side listeners, um, I look really good right now. So just envision that. Never looks better. Uh, Roll the intro. Hey guys, welcome back to Wild Till 9, our weekly podcast hosted by myself, Lord DIY, and my um be- my better half, Jeremy. And this episode is not sponsored by Dr. Pepper. But it could be. But it could be Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, guys, we actually got some of our first ad reads um last episode. So my engagement ring fund is cushier than it was one episode ago when it was at s- literally negative zero no 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 no. the negative like negative fifteen thousand oh, so right. i know i know i know we honestly we we had to previously invest in a ton of equipment and so my engagement ring fund was just drained mm. drained it was small to begin with drained i want to point out something <laughs> that i think is crucial for the three negative comments that i saw who were mad that, that there were edits and cuts in the video and the audio portion, and it alluded to us being fake. I want you to be aware that if we stopped every single time or kept the camera rolling every single time Lauren had to itch her nose on the mic or burp or cough or whatever else, the podcast would be two hours. So you can thank us for that. I See this right here. Yeah, that. It just is like so nice and abrasive. Anyways, um, welcome back. Stop, drop, roll, rate, download, follow on all of the platforms. Do all of the things. We're excited to be here. I'm caffeinated. Jeremy was honestly considering taking pre-workout before this. I feel like he needed just like a little punch to the face of energy. Yeah, because this episode sucks. So what you're not going to do is go into it with that attitude. Yeah, everyone's going to understand why it's going to suck. For me, oh, I was gonna say, um, where is the faith in our entertainment value? No, it's not that I don't have faith in that. Well, that's aside. (laughs) I just have a a a cold, hard, black place in my heart for the entire topic for this episode. So Jeremy is a recovering fuckboy. Hi, my name is Jeremy, and I was a fuck. And I was a (laughs) fuckboy. I think you're supposed to say I am a fuckboy. But, right. right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're a recovering fuckboy. Allegedly. So, well, I just feel as if there's probably enough girls that I could round up right. to, yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just want to make a point to say that Jeremy is an incredible boyfriend. 99.9% of the time is super, what? 99 point, you make it seem like, and then there's that 0.1% where he's. I mean, it's, uh, no, Jeremy is a great boyfriend. He is loyal as shit and uh, is a great boyfriend. So I, I have cured him personally, individually. I am completely. Uh, and utterly to thank for curing Jeremy of his um, fuckboy My mother thanks you. Yeah, thank, you're welcome, Donna. Um, so I, I have so many questions. I just feel like there's so much insight for the people to learn and like arm themselves with to hear from an ex-fuckboy. Like, I feel like that's so valuable. I want to point out that I started my fuckboy career before fuckboy was a thing. And also, I do I do want to say that um, this isn't just for males. I just feel like the term fuckboy is like the societal term and you can be a fuck girl, but that just doesn't have the same ring to it. So no. it's like all the genders, all of the stereotypes. It's just, it's just the, the one name, fuckboy. I, um, first off, will not sympathize or try and excuse my or any ex-fuckboy behavior. But I will give you some reasons <laughs> as to maybe why I thought it was a good idea at the time. Okay. Eventually. Is, is this, I feel as if this is like partial therapy and I would like uh, a therapist fee. 
Uh, I feel like we're about to work some work through some like deep rooted issues here. I think you should course correct your your thoughts on where this is going. No, it's gonna be good. I know it. I can feel it. What what question can I answer first? I mean, I have so many questions. Um, when is your earliest memory of being a fuckboy? You okay? I knew you were gonna start with that. No one goes into being a fuckboy waking up on a Tuesday and going. Today's the day. It's Today's not like the, the first day of first like grade, and you're like, you got your new backpack on, you uh-huh. got your, your mom's put clean your light shoes. up sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not like you go into it going, "What's my schedule look like today?" You are a fuckboy three years later when you wake up and like you've pissed off like half of LA. Uh, okay. <laughs> when you wake up and and you have that wake up call of like, ooh, you are being a dickhead, uh-huh. and you got to knock that shit off. And then you do it for three more years. Uh, my earliest memories of being a fuckboy weren't being a fuckboy. My earliest memories were were before that and thinking that that type of behavior mm-hmm. was aspirational almost. Oh, so you were like, what on all those forms, like when you're a kid, the worksheets in school, and what do you want to be when you grow up? And you wrote fuckboy. Uh, no, that is, that's not how that works. What works. do you want to be when you grow up? Jeremy um, says, I'd like to be a fuckboy. No, I think it's funny that, that we as a society, when we are watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon as a kid, mm-hmm. there's a winner and a loser. That's so true. We want to be a winner. We don't want to be a loser. Loser's forgotten. That guy sucks at everything. Where I hate to tell everyone in the world, most people are, are on the losing side. Like there's only one winner. There's only one first. Everybody else is somewhere in between there. And that's okay. My rant here is that I think that I grew up with, uh, remember the teeth were here. Yep, yep, and yep, yep. you can't see them, but my ears, I'm 6'4", and they fit my face now. Right. My ears were fully grown at, at maybe age nine. <laughs> Out the womb. <laughs> so you got a, a plane that you can fly through my teeth. Mm-hmm. My ears are- Dumbo. Dumbo would have been jealous of these flappers. Okay. And I think I thought to myself like, wow, I want to be a winner one day. And- I could have applied that in a lot more. Um, I feel like, yeah, we could have gone for scholarships. Optim- yeah, my mother would yeah. have said that too. <laughs> and I think I just channeled a very specific type of winner in my head and went down a, a 15 You wanted to year- be a ladies man. I think the idea of like what I saw on, yeah. on in Hollywood of like a ladies man or mm-hmm. an athlete or a star or whatever, I was like, that sounds amazing. I'm going to do whatever I can for that life. To be that. Right. So how many girls would you say in high school, just in high school, did you bamboozle? Bamboozle? Yeah. How many girls did you bamboozle? Uh, <laughs> I, there's a big, like in high school, I wasn't going out and like just like having rampant sex with everybody. There's a lot of just like. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that later. No, like there was a lot of like um, making out with this girl once and, and that was like my checked that box kind of thing. I see. And then you made it with her best friend at the next party on the next weekend. Was that what like high school fuckboy was for you? Right. Okay, right. and then so would those two friends be both mad at you and that was like the beginning phases of it? That's a good way to piss off uh, half of Rockford. And yeah, I did a yeah. little bit of that. Okay, all right. I mean... I will say that uh, the aspirational and and then the first maybe year or two of that was probably an awkward transition phase. That wasn't the fuck boy. That was just like the figuring out like how things work. Right, like, and like how to talk to girls right, and like right. how to get the friend and the best friend to like you and then hate you at some point. Yeah, I feel like you were like fuck boy in training at that age. I, yeah, I don't think that this is putting me in the best of lights. No, but um, here's the thing is that you ended up okay. You're recovering fuck boy. You're an ex fuck boy and you're actually using uh, your knowledge as an ex fuckboy boy to help others and again not sympathize and make excuses for other fuckboys, boys but to like give insight into the back end of a fuckboy's boy's brain if i was going to give any insight or advice or or sympathize with anybody it's for the person on the other side of that fuckboy boy mm-hmm. who had a really good time and a really good night and felt something special and the next day they didn't feel that reciprocated anymore right and they looked inward as to why that happened when in all reality it had nothing to do with them totally and there was no amount of a positive experience that was going to come out of that 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 was going to make that fuck boy or whoever that is at the time go wow i should change my behavior like that has to come from inside that individual totally and i feel like the um most like common idea of a fuck boy is like a one night stand and then you never hear from them again right and i feel like it's so common because i've also been a victim of this of just like when something doesn't go the way that i envisioned it going like a we probably had different goals and like what we wanted from each other so it's like we're already on totally separate pages but then afterwards 
when I didn't get what I wanted, I was like, well, what did I do? What could right. I have done better? And I feel like that's really common for the person who has less control to yeah. like try and fix it inward when it's really not even about that person at all. In college specifically, I think it's when it's in high school, everyone's awkward. Everyone's just trying to figure it out. Like, I don't think that they're that much. Maybe it's different now, but like I was not anywhere near in control enough of my emotions and brain and hormones to like be manipulative or be strategic about like, oh, and then I'm going to do this. Right. She was just happening and I would just go with it. Like, I think the day that I woke up and like some girl like saw any interest in me, I was like, me? <laughs> huh, me? Me with the Dumbo ears? Me? Right. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Let me put my retainer back in. Hey, <laughs> you, you know, like it's, it's that like that, like that, the butterfly feelings right. of just like, she likes me. Right. And Wait, so did you get addicted to that then? Once people started realizing like, oh, he's 6'4". Oh, he got a fake tooth. Like, he's uh, cute now. <laughs> baby, uh, you've always been cute. Thanks, baby. You've always been a cute. Not in high school. I, I think that it was more of a... High school, you're too worried about not um, getting embarrassed or looking like a loser to like... Yeah, I think I was more focused on not looking like uh, I was vulnerable right. as opposed to going out and seeking things. Right, right, right. So you were on the defense right. in high school. But yeah, like on my the defense. defense was an offense. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like if yeah. something didn't go right, like I didn't care about that anyway. Forget that. Whatever. Because the last thing any guy wants to be is look vulnerable. Right. And I feel like high school, you are the most insecure version of yourself that you will probably ever be. Aside from that like small select group of people that peak in high school and everything just goes downhill from there. Right. But I would say that like high school for the majority of people is like your most insecure period of your entire life. I mean, the person that you are at 14 years old. Oh my right, God. Who's yeah. like entering puberty. Oh my God. The person, Hairs are growing out of places. Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like the person you are at 14 and the person you are at 18. Yeah. Those are two different people. And it's okay that you changed between 14 and 18. In fact, if you haven't changed between 14 and 18, there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> Concern just like shoots through everyone who's like, why am I, I am, still 5'2"? <laughs> but it's not like a physical, like your brain changes. No, it, it's so true. I mean, the maturity levels between the beginning and ending of high school, and I would say the same thing about college as well, like, or not even college, but like that age range, yeah. like you change so much, like so, 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 so much. Um, wow. I don't even know where to start. I have so many questions. I feel like I've not really encountered a fuck boy. I've been really lucky because it's been, it's, it's because I've been too busy being a serial dater to encounter a fuck boy. Really? I subscribed to, not necessarily in high school, in college. I subscribed to the rule of three more than in just, just, as, you know, along with the best of them. Okay. So I know what the rule of thirds is for photography. Very similar. <laughs> Walk me through the rule of three. Um, so the rule of three, and this is an unspoken rule. No one's ever had this conversation with anybody else. It's it's just a, it's. So you don't talk about this with your, with your boys? No. Mm. Oh, interesting. No, okay. no, no. But the rule of three is basically when you are a fuck boy, uh -huh. you constantly in your head have a, a pursuit. And that is the thing that currently is making you feel like you are wanted or that you are, you know, in control or whatever. You got one that is um, on the way out that's replacing the one that previously <gasps> felt. And then you have a new pursuit that you're just starting to kind of like talk to. Oh, my to God. To see like, if you got it. And it's just this like this assembly line of like one in, one out, one in, one out, <gasps> oh one in, one God, out. Oh, my God, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, worst form of myself ever. The crazy thing is sometimes. That just feels like a lot of work to organize. It is life consuming. Like that, that the, feels so stressful. But the worst part about it is you get cocky sometimes and you add a fourth one on. Uh huh. That's where you get fucked. I mean, I feel as if we were cocky adding on three. I think uh, the cockiness level is exceeding cocky at four. It's pure ignorance. <laughs> you cannot keep up with that much. You're calling Sarah, Jessica, Jessica, it's, Kelsey is mad. And not to mention the chances are if you're in a confined, I don't know, city, uh -huh. one of them is going to know the other person's friend group. And you're going to look like a dickhead because you are a dickhead. Right. I mean, deserve. Yeah. I love making Jeremy uncomfortable. I feel like it's very infrequent that you are uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I just. Uh... No, you look uncomfortable. You look uncomfortable. Anyways. um, Okay. Let me see what other kind of questions I have uh, for the people. Because I just feel like this is such a great opportunity to learn about the fuck boy, the species, you know, where they uh, inhabit and how they work, what they eat, their sleep schedule. Um, there's just so much to learn. What an interesting species. What do you want to know, Lauren? <laughs> um, okay, so 
how often this rule of three, I hate it, but I want to know more. Um, how do you know if you're in someone's three? The biggest indicator that I think it goes along with being a fuck boy is making plans and time. And the reason I say that is if you are kind of talking to guy or girl or whatever, and you constantly feel like you maybe had plans or you were planning on hanging out or whatever, and something that um, they didn't really talk about comes into like, they go out, right, with all their friends and everyone's mm. there and you just, you feel like you, weren't we just talking about going out tonight and how did you kind of go out with that? Oh, I see. You didn't get the invite. Yeah, yeah. The next day, and guys are great at this. Oh, I was just hanging out with my boys. We just kind of went out or whatever. It's not really a big deal. We weren't even thinking about it. See, here's the thing too, is that like, Girls, and maybe this is just me and my friends, but I could be an FBI an FBI agent because of like how much I can find out about someone. A spe- yes, sir. Yes. A lot of this was before social media. Oh, interesting. Right in college. Yeah, I feel like I that's the, before the time. of. I like, wouldn't get away yeah. with any of the shit that I got away with now. Like it would, there'd be no, there's no way. You're going to go out. There's going to be people taking Instagram stories and this and that. And even if you were with your boys or whatever, like, why didn't you said you were going to hang out with her? Why wouldn't you? Right. And like, as I said, I think in the last podcast, if a guy wants to hang out with you, he will hang out with you. Totally. So if he says, yo, we should hang out Friday night, we should like do that, whatever. He's not going to derail that plan unless you are not a priority. And if you're not a priority, prioritize yourself. Get the fuck on without him. True, true, true. All the fuck boys are like, boo. Yeah, boo. That guy said, sucks. Stop leaking our secrets. <laughs> oh, so there's a main person. There's one on the way in, the, the new one, the main person. And I'm one, so sorry, mom. Oh my God. And one on the way out. So the main person. So, okay. So I'm just having, I'm, I have so many questions, but I'm also processing all of this as we talk about this. So the main purpose of this person is to make make you feel wanted and secure well, and in a, control. It's, it's different for everybody, right? For me, I think it was a, a a warm and fuzzy feeling of feeling wanted when I didn't think that I deserved it, probably. That's so sad. It, yeah, but like that was like my own insecurities as right, a kid. Right. The problem is, and here's the problem, if, if, you, if I sat myself down at age whatever, 19 or 20, I was like, listen, kid, uh, okay, I'm, I am you. I experienced everything that you have already, I, I know everything about you and then some. Mm-hmm. You are doing this because you lack control, you are insecure, and when mm-hmm. fight or flight hits, you use your mean words and you don't deal with problems. I would have told me to go and fuck myself and get out of the room. <laughs> like there's nothing that uh, anyone would be able to tell that kid yeah. at the time to right. get him to go, oh gosh, I am insecure about that. It's okay if I'm not all the things I wanna be right now. And I don't have to just take it out in these really weird immature ways. You ne- I needed to live the experiences that I lived and wake up one day and go, I don't want to be that person anymore. Right. You don't want to be a fuckboy anymore. Right. There's there's a time and place for being a fuckboy and your time has uh, <sighs> has run out. Let me, I, I actually, I take it back. No one wakes up and says, I don't want to be a fuckboy anymore. Mm-hmm. They wake up and they go, it's okay. I don't need that type of affirmation right, and the to validation. feel comfortable with where I'm at. Right, 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 right. And, and that's the, the big, I think, issue is that it's not about, it's never about the the girls. It really is. Oh my it's God. And I want to like reiterate that so hard because I went to that feeling so many times, so often. I feel like I have so many friends too that just never felt good enough. They felt like they weren't pretty enough. They weren't skinny enough. Like whatever all the society's norms of like a perfect right. person to feel wanted. And it's never about that. And you know what? It's so sad because so many like main issues and like traumas and being a mean person are are motivated by insecurities. Like it's crazy. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like cheating motivated by insecurity right. most of the time and being mean and bringing someone else down motivated by insecurities. And so I feel like being a fuckboy for a lot of people, again, fuck girl, whatever, interchangeable, is the just like, it, I think it's a combination of insecurity and having like the constant affirmation and validation from like your people, but also um, a really impressive ability to schedule and organize things. Like genuinely, I am so impressed. As I said, guys will find any time for anything they actually care about. Have you ever had one of your three or even someone who had been in the three at some point cross paths? Yes, Lauren, that has happened. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? 
mean? You're going to leave us hanging without the story? Well, just like, I mean, in college, everyone's in a fraternity and sorority in the South. It's just right. like half the campus is just like in that. And even they're not, they're, everyone's connected, right? And so you, you would always find out because you would get bombarded by never that person, the friend. Oh, You'd yeah. You'd see the friend out and you would like have met them once or know one thing about them and they would come at you. I heard what you did to Sarah. What? I no, was no, that no. friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You were that I was friend that friend. I would kill a bitch for any of my friends. Right, right, right. What's sad about it is the girl's being a good friend and like, fuck you, don't talk to Sarah anymore. Sarah yeah. deserves better, blah, 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 blah. That girl leaves and all the guys go, crazy bitch. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Mm. They're so mean to someone who's just sticking up for their friend. Right, right, right. I was thinking- But you know you- what though? The root problem here is still you. <laughs> yes. The root problem. I am at fault. <laughs> like if I can't make that any clearer, I right. thought you were talking about a very different story when we were- Ran. So this one time, this is a really fun story. Um, uh, at some point we had, okay, so we have a friend who is obsessed with the idea that her boyfriend has like this made up Asian fetish and just like loves Asians, which is absolutely a thing that exists. I mean, like people have types. They are attracted to a certain skin tone, ethnicity, culture, whatever it may be. Like there's absolutely no shame in that game. Some of it's physical, some of it's mental, some of absolutely. it's all sorts of things. Yeah. Like it who be- knows where it stems from? It's like totally- it's- Your kink is your kink. I, I don't think it's a kink. So we have a friend that's obsessed with like- I can't believe you're just th- throwing him out there right now. I mean, I'm not naming any names. But I know who you're talking about. I mean, you know who I'm talking about, but we've had this conversation with them so many times. And go do your thing. <laughs> My friend is obsessed with the idea and likes to bug and joke with her boyfriend that he loves Asians. And at some point this came into our conversation and I was like, oh, have you ever slept with an Asian? Am I your first Asian? Like being so naive and stupid, like not knowing the extent of Jeremy's like fuckboy stage. But I'd like to point out that I was pretty honest about my fuckboy stage. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. We've been so honest about like- Like painfully that. obvious. Yeah, I, pain, think, I yeah. think you've been like, no, I, I'll know less. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's okay. Just keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. But you gotta be- Go ahead. You, you have to be honest. I mean, that's yeah. not something, if I found that out two years into the relationship- That's weird. That's super weird. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like you're avoiding letting me finish this story. Um, I think Moose needs us. <laughs> so I asked Jeremy, just like point blank, I was like, oh, like, am I the first Asian that you've like been with? Like, am I, like, have you been with an Asian before? And Jeremy, um, and this was not a lie. I think this was you just having a memory lapse. And so sorry to every Asian that Jeremy has ever been with before me that- he forgot about you. And honestly, as his current girlfriend, I'm not mad. He forgot about you. <laughs> Claiming my territory. And uh, so he said, no. He was like, no, I no, you're like the first one that I've ever been with. And I was like, I think cool. it was more like, I, 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 no, I, th- I think you're the first one. Yeah. I can't recall. No, but like you were genuinely like, yeah, I, I, no, I, 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 I genuinely answered that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're out at a bar one night after dinner and uh, definitely both of us like a few drinks in and there was this story that he had told me at some point of this girl that he had slept with and I won't go into too many details because people will be able to piece things together at some point. There'll be like three people who could piece it together. (laughs) And so we're out at this bar and we run into this girl. She gets introduced as this specific person that I know that Jeremy has slept with and she's Asian. And me just being drunk, just like, <laughs> just fully drunk, I turned to Jeremy. And I, I'm not proud of this moment. Like, this is me being like a little bit of a crazy bitch. And I was like, ah, oh, so you have slept with an Asian? Me piecing, I was like, it was like the meme with like all the math equations flying over my face as I'm piecing together people who I'm being introduced to. And I'm like, oh, this is a friend of so and so. And I live with this person and da 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 da. And I was like, oh. Hmm, very interesting. I am, I want to want to applaud your memory because it wasn't like a, an obvious story. You pieced no, things together. No, 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 I was, I was, yeah, I, I was putting a puzzle together. Right, and I was to the point where I had even, I, obviously I knew when I saw her, but like I wouldn't even have thought that like you would have been able to understand that. And, and drunk Lauren. <laughs> drunk Lauren is pretty territorial, I'm not going to lie. Drunk Lauren is, <laughs> I think we've talked a little bit about drunk Lauren and they're really getting the, <laughs> clear picture of what right. drunk Lauren looks like. Yeah, a little territorial. A real, a real horny Sherlock Holmes. No, I wasn't horny in that moment. I was ready to kill. Some, like I yeah. was, yeah, I, um, I, claws were out and uh, it wasn't like a fight or anything. It was, it was like, it was 90% joking, 10% serious, but right. w- it was with gusto for sure. You were, you were mad, but you looked at me with this look of like, <laughs> oh, so you have slept with the nation before. <laughs> The poor 
girl is like honestly so nice and <laughs> we ended up hanging out with her a little bit that night and it was totally fine and like obviously like i'm not like that much of a psycho bitch where i'm like not gonna befriend this girl also We're keep also- your keep your enemies closer <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So moral of that story is that um, Jeremy is a fuckboy. It's, uh, he he has slept with an Asian before me, but he forgot about you. Sorry, not sorry. This seems oddly mean. <clears throat> and, um, <laughs> and oh my God, imagine the person's listening and they're like, yeah, right? damn, Jesus. well shit. <laughs> And um, being a fuckboy stems from uh, the fuckboy or fuckgirl's insecurities. And it's not about you. You um, you deserve better. Move the fuck on. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I really think that that could have been much worse for you. That? Yeah, that was not bad at all. Like you, mean, like you were in the hot seat, but not at all. No, it wasn't bad. But I mean, at the same time, it's not exactly something that I would um, volunteer to share with hundreds of thousands of people. But Well, here we are. Oh, you know what? Actually, I, I do have more questions. Um, <laughs> are there any like, like what was like your biggest regret being a fuckboy? boy? Well, uh, I don't really, I, I really, I don't really like to have regrets for things that taught me lessons. I'm just like envisioning the no regrets guy from that one movie and the tattoo with the A. No regrets. Regrets. Yeah. No, I just, I, I think I needed that period because it's not like I need to like scratch that itch anymore. Right. Also too, I feel like even though you may have left a path of destruction, but but I, I genuinely believe that everyone comes into a person's life for a reason, whether that's, you know, that's something that ends up being positive or negative. But I, I guarantee that every single person that you've interacted with, you know, whether it was a good experience or a bad experience, or maybe it was a really fun experience and then was an angering, angry experience, <laughs> whatever it may be. But I, I genuinely think that there is always a lesson and something you can learn from every single person that you interact with. And so... I mean, you had your journey and you may have just been part of someone else's journey, you know? Uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple, a couple, a couple journeys that you were a part of. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, it sounds like mean and, and like, uh, like short sighted to say I don't like have regrets on that side. Right. But like I needed to learn right. through doing. Like I'm not someone who like sees a, a picture of something of like, oh, that would be aspirational. I'm going to go do that. Like I, you got to hit me over the head a few times. And like, that's just like my human condition and how dumb I can be. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Hollywood also does a pretty rough job of it depicting a, like even nice worse. guys finish last is something that gets reiterated in every single movie and show. Okay, like Lizzie McGuire, Ethan, he's like the dumb jock who like doesn't care, doesn't prioritize, Hillary Duff, and then Gordo, the nice sweet guy the entire time. Nice guys finish last. I, I can't remember, like spoiler alert, but I think Gordo and Lizzie end up having a thing at some point. Um, so maybe he didn't finish last. But at the end of the day, it's like Hollywood depicts that like the player and like the nice guys finish last. It's like the stereotypes. Yeah. And so it gives guys this idea 
and again not gender specific but I feel like in Hollywood it is usually the guy depicted as like the player and then the girl wants to win the player over and I they mean, fall in love the and hero complex right the hero complex out of control totally so are you the hero no I'm a fucking <laughs> loser but I w- ended up winning but you ended up winning that's adorable that's no well, I um I feel like I need to like button this and and like put a little like uh, a present a bow I on wrap it. this up yeah the um it was interesting when i got out to la mm-hmm. for a few years right and and found myself going back into fuck boy tendencies right and i went to a this therapist who specialized in basically like fuck boys yeah it was a fuck boy therapist yeah <laughs> no, it was like this therapist who like was very much he worked with a lot of like type a business folks people in entertainment people okay. that are out in la it's not like the the Small town, right. like forty-five year old woman who deals with like my anxiety. Which there's a a, a great profession there, and that person needs to oh, be able to absolutely, specialize in absolutely. That. But I mean, in LA, it's like it's a different uh, the the breed of LA people is just different right. issues. Right, and I remember like I had been to therapy before in, in different in different environments, and I feel like they were all very get it all out there, and everything's okay that you're feeling that, but none of them wanted to address the. It's not to say that they didn't want to address the root of it. Mm. It was almost like, and how are we going to, what are we going to do to fix that? What are we going to do to change that? And this guy was very much like, tell me everything. And and I was very honest with him about like, you know, beginning, middle, end. And he goes, okay, or really the recent um, occurrences and like what I was doing and what I was feeling. He goes, great. Like, well, what was, you know, the, your upbringing like? And I feel like I immediately heard that and was like, what does that have anything to do with what's going on? You know Because I, mean? I feel like you don't think that anything is tied together when it always is. It's everything is tied together. Right, because you know, I went into this long story about how my I, I was adopted, but single mother who mm-hmm. was wonderful and she was a hard worker and treated me well, whatever. And he's like, okay, great. So how, So you had no men in your life uh, growing up at all. I was like, well, there was a stepdad, but he sucked and he was out of there in a couple of years. He goes, mm-hmm. okay, so got it. So you're telling me your entire life, you had a great mom who was constantly kind of, you know, trying to work to keep you ahead. The only guy that ever came in was this guy that wasted her time, made you feel bad, made you feel insecure. And you didn't want to be anything like that, but you had nothing better to look to. Right. And I was like, uh, well, I guess now that you say it yeah, like that, was, but that doesn't have anything to do with this, you know. And, and it's just like he like walks you through yeah. how they connect the pieces, right? And and what was funny, I got to the end of it, you know, and he he kind of like illuminated a few things, maybe that I just put this big old shadow over. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, I'm not here to tell you that you need to stop doing what it is you're doing. What I am here to tell you is that there's a reason that you're doing it, and you need to be cognizant of it. So the next two or three times that you wind yourself, you know, waking up the next next morning after you know you've done the same thing that you're trying to move on from. Know where it's coming from. Right. And that was the most helpful thing as opposed to telling someone that what you're doing is wrong. You need to stop it. It's like, listen, uh, if you don't want to do that anymore, you need to be aware of why you're doing it in the first place. You're going to come to that re- like that resolution. Right, right, right. Like you're going to end up figuring it out on your own Like once he helps you identify like the root of the situation. Right. So it's not like a, that's taboo or that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why. So he was he was all in on fuckboy Jeremy. He, I, I as, as much as said, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do this. He goes, yo, honestly, I think you should just be aware of what you're doing. Right. If you want to keep doing it, if it makes you happy and you're doing it safely, like do whatever. It's LA. Go ahead, kid. But <laughs> be aware of like why you're constantly trying to scratch that right. itch that is completely unscratchable until you realize why you're itchy in the first place. Oh my God. That, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like a mess. No, next. no, keep that in. <laughs> keep that in. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's super helpful, first of all. I don't think that that message could have been told to me, even by him when I was a kid. Right. Because I would have had the parents and the teachers and everybody else is trying to tell me what is right and what's wrong. You got to get the message at the right time. I mean, think about it. You were a serial dater from <laughs> day one to all but now. <laughs> I think we're great for each other. I think we're perfect. Don't get me wrong. Well, mostly perfect. Um, I think we're great for each other. We're perfect. Had we met 10 years ago? Oh my God. Yeah. No, no, no. No way. No. It, timing, timing and where is you're everything. at is everything. Timing is everything. Um, yeah. I'm um, I'm a self-proclaimed serial dater for sure. I've been basically in a relationship since I was 17. I am so aware of- unha- Let's talk about that. Yeah. Of how unhealthy this is. And you know, I've worked through bits and pieces of it and through therapy. Um, and- there's a lot of conclusions that I've come to just on my own and that I've paid someone to help me come to uh, together with a therapist. But essentially, I feel like I I had this idea of what success looked like, like all around success. So just I had like this success pie. 
one piece of the pie was being in a relationship and I didn't feel whole. This is so goddamn unhealthy. And I want everyone to know that this is not how you go about life. Uh -huh. Even if it like landed me in a good place now at 27, this is so unhealthy. But I felt like my pie wasn't complete and I wasn't successful unless I had that piece. I had love. Like you have your friend love, you have family love, you, you know, but I, that like emotional love of like relationships, I always felt like, was an integral piece of my happiness and my success. And I, I, I honestly don't think that it stemmed from um, like not being happy with myself. I think it was cause like, I, I would like to think that like, I'm not that insecure. Obviously like everyone has insecurities, but I wasn't, I wasn't looking for affirmations that I was pretty or good enough. I just had this idea of success and it was a checklist. And it was like, I need to have good grades. I need to be on a career path that I enjoy. I need to be in a healthy, stable relationship. And that was just one of those things that gave me comfort. And I feel like I felt uneasy when I was out of a relationship. I keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't it so funny though that, that you're the... Your path to success mm -hmm. and what you thought was giving you comfort, obviously, and I, it has it has unhealthy parts to it. But you kept yourself to that checklist and weren't even thinking about it. And we're just inherently moving towards that as a north star. Very different from mine, but no one was going to tell you anything differently, and you were going to do that no matter what. Totally, and I I tried to be single in between relationships. It just uh just never really happened for me. There was like one solid summer <laughs> one season where i was like fully single talking to a few different people like going out in toronto wait 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 wait! did you ever practice the rule of threes no are you kidding no actually no no how many guys no. at one time yeah max do you think that you've been texting that could potentially think that there was a date to be had um probably just two two never three that seems like a lot. Also, I feel like this was like before Tinder and stuff was like really popping and I was in college still, but like, I feel like I was in a smallish program and I don't know, I didn't really like meet people at bars. I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't great at just like striking up a conversation with random people. So I had like a small network of like friends of friends, okay. which is where I found most of the people that I like talked to in that period. But I didn't have like this crazy network of people that I could be potentially connected to, to like build my group, group of three. Cause I feel like my college experience was very different than yours. Like we didn't have fraternities and sororities to like party with every single weekend. And I just like didn't have access to the same amount of uh, population that you did. <laughs> but I am very organized. I probably could handle three. I think that you would have been a fantastic fuck girl. I, I too think that I could have been a fantastic fuck girl. I really do think that you do have it in you. I, and I, I, and I, I gotta be honest, I think I ruined it for you. <laughs> I mean, literally, I got out of my last relationship and I was like, it's go time, baby. Like rule of three before I obviously didn't know what the rule of three was, but I was like, it is time. I am ready to take on LA single. Let's do this. I went out with maybe three people before going out on a date with you. And also this is like a random point, but I, um, I, I talked to someone who was so set on being single for an exact amount of days, 365 days to be exact. You wanted to be single for 365 days? No, I think that's stupid. Oh, got it. I think that's so stupid. I mean, maybe it would have done me good to be like, okay, no relationships for an entire year. But I just think that that's so dumb to hold yourself and like trap yourself in this little bubble or like confine yourself to not being in a relationship. Like what if you meet your soulmate on day 123? You know what I mean? And it's like, and you let that pass you by. So I don't I, know. I do remember asking, like when things started to get more serious, like yeah. specifically like, do you need more time? Do yeah. you need to, I remember like very much, which is crazy that I asked that because that that is, Jeremy from a, year, a couple of years ago would have been, that would have been the last thing. <laughs> he would have either felt like you needed more time, didn't ask and then just fled. Ghosted. Or tried to make sure that he didn't lose this opportunity kind of thing and like tried to force like this relationship to make it happen. So kudos to Jeremy for growing and asking that. And I remember you were very much set on not but like would even like explain that yes i'm a serial dater and i didn't think i was going to be interested but like i really like what we're doing here yeah and i want to keep moving forward with this and i was like okay 
I mean, it was very much go with the flow at the beginning because I was like, okay, like genuinely it has, I've not been single very long. Um, but I think to my point about like when I break up with someone, I like, I drive that relationship to the ground, which is, you know, it's, in itself is very unhealthy again. The end of your relationship is the Jeep Wrangler that should have been put on the side of the road 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Right. A hundred percent. It's rusted. It's rusted. Yeah. It has been driven to the ground. And I, I, this is like so toxic, but I feel like when a relationship ends, I feel like it's a failure. And that is so, so toxic. And I should never think like that. I, I don't know why we're giving dating advice, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what? No, we landed in a good place. Right. Just the journey to get there, learned a lot of things. But like, I think they're, especially for you, right? You like your parents are, I mean, if you want to write a textbook on supportive, loving, they right. have a very- um, Nucle We were like a nuclear family. Absolutely. And they're, but they're very open to, they're open to new things, mm -hmm. but they're comfortable in their traditions and want to support you in any capacity. If I had had that as my my rule book and my guidebook of like what I wanted to aspire toward, right. not being able to achieve that with relationships along the way would feel like a failure. Like I don't- Oh my God, you're so right. I mean, think about it, break up. Like even the term Wait, no, but you're up. so right. Like I see like what I want my future to look like and right. I project that into my checklist of like what I think success looks like. I mean, like. imagine on a Thursday, things were going really well with your parents and they just came and said, you know what? Just it's It's not gonna work anymore. That would, that would feel like a failure to you, right? Yeah. And so you saw that in yourself and you thought, why can't I make it happen? Why am I failing at this? Oh my God, Ugh, this is this is therapy. This is more- What do your therapists charge? In the <laughs> No, baby, we're getting sponsors now. We out here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We out here we getting two. ourselves out of podcast debt. Here we come. But no, I, I always thought that my breakups were um, a sign of failure. And so I would give that relationship 125% so that I knew I had given my- my all and then some. So when I get out of a relationship, I am like, well, damn, tried that, didn't work, on to the next one. I think that's a big part of like my serial dating as well because I'm like, okay, I tried literally everything. You know what, actually, interesting, interestingly enough, my therapist that I went to um, for couples therapy told us to break up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you know. That's how you know, that's how you know it's just not meant to be. Um, but yeah, she made some like massive, you know what you know what it was too is that like things that like I said did not hold the same value as when it came out of the therapist's mouth and so I would sit there and be like yeah yeah I told you so I told which again unhealthy probably that probably signed that the relationship okay. was was uh, okay. <laughs> was uh not going in the right direction but I mean she literally was like yeah I just don't see these two paths continuing together you want different things your maturity levels are on totally separate they're in different chapters of different books um in different languages in different languages exactly and uh she basically encouraged us to break up do you remember the question that i asked you before we started dating yes i remember the question that you asked me before we started dating what i think that's a, a very honest question why are you like you put me on the no, blast no i know okay fine 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 put me on blast do it ask me the question again i before like when i knew things were heading towards there i i just i was like we need to sit down we need to have a talk I need to confirm something. Have you, since you broke up with your ex, hooked up with them again? And have you also fucked some random person before meeting me? <laughs> oh, you want me to personally confirm those two statements? Well, you did. Because <laughs> I thought it was important. No, I, I do I do think it is important. Um, I don't think I don't think I, I actually haven't um like had breakup sex or whatever with all of my relationships but in this specific in that specific instance when you ask me those questions i confirmed both statements to be true and um you were like great you're ready for a relationship let's we're good to go. date <laughs> and then i asked her out and that's not how that happened but um i think it's important i mean i think i think some people i think it's important for some people not you know potentially the fit for everyone or the we broke up seven months ago and we're still hooking up. And we're still hooking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't do that. I don't have time for no. that. I think that's that's inefficient and I think that's unhealthy. And that's why I stay in a relationship for those those seven months instead of like breaking up and hooking up for those seven months. I just stay in the relationship and at the end of it, I'm like, okay, we're never going to see each other again. I will say something you missed out on. Not being a band or choir nerd geek is the um, offshoot uh, band camp uh, away. Yeah, I mean, American American Pie. I feel like painted this uh, 
this very right. graphic picture, this visual of like what Bandcamp was like. Yeah, you didn't have any random hookups at Bandcamp. And I, for that, you missed out. I mean, I didn't do sleepover camps. Um, was it just a day camp? I did so many camps. I did golf and sports camp. I did dance camp. Was not very good at that. Arts and crafts camp. Nailed that. Uh, drama and theater camp, terrible at that. I did all the day camps. As an only child with two working parents, I was a um, I was a day camp professional. I, well, because my mom was single mom that worked at like, so during the summers, I feel like I went to a lot of camps that were like a week or two where I, I would see. stay so that she would like not have to like pick come back up and pick up. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I had plenty of time to do plenty of dumb things at a lot of church camps, a lot of band camps, a lot of choir camps, a lot of all of it. Tell me about your hookups at church camp. That's a fun topic. <laughs> I, uh, and like hookups at church camp. I went off and like made out with somebody. I oh, okay. But I, I do remember my, my, the guy actually who baptized me, good friend of mine. Um, he like convinced me to go to this church camp. I did not want to go at all. Okay. And I didn't really get along with many of the people there, but like I, I went cause whatever he talked me into it. And I distinctly remember knowing it would piss him off if I made out with the pastor's daughter. Oh my God, Jeremy. Oh, she was cute. We were like kind of talking anyway or whatever. And I remember like while I was doing it, I was like, oh, he's gonna, so you'd be so fucking pissed at me. Sorry, buddy. And, was, he, and he was, can't confirm was pissed at you. Yeah, it was, he was mad. Yeah. Where is uh, the pastor's daughter now? I have no idea. Oh, that'll be a fun Facebook. Do you want me to keep in touch? I mean, no, not at all. But will I do a little FBI diving later? Probably. Can't confirm. <laughs> Well, that's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was so awkward. And I was such a tomboy growing up. Like I was so into sports and like had crushes on boys, but was more interested in like running really fast and playing soccer and, but also like still being artsy. But like, I don't know. I wasn't like out like macking on all the boys, you know? Yeah, you waited for them to come to you, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying you missed out on some prime time, three months of drum corps touring sleepovers every night some choir things some all these random like nerdy things that you see in the movies but uh -huh. like in real life yeah you missed out i did miss out i did miss out yeah that's okay that's okay it's okay that's all right did you ever have um an agreed upon fuck buddy like where things were it was like you found a dream fuck girl who wanted nothing more than to just be a fuck girl where you were the fuck boy honest answer yeah Yes. Really? That's yeah. great. Like our friends with benefits that stayed platonically just friends with benefits. I, there's throughout every part of my fuckboy career. Yeah. There was always <laughs> My career. <laughs> Retired. 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 Yeah, Retiree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Always. There was always one. I feel like I could have gotten down with that. I think that that would have been your, your go-to. I feel like that would have been my go-to as well. I just don't know if you have it in you to not catch feelings. If- they're sweet to you. I know. That's the problem is that like, ugh, yeah, if it, 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 things like got emotional in any way. Actually, I take it back. I, oh my God, I take that back and don't cut this part. <laughs> if they were sweet to you, yeah. you would have been fine. If they had been, if they always feel like, if it felt like they wanted to leave a little bit earlier or if sometimes they didn't have time for you, that's when you would have been in trouble. Mm. See, I don't know if it had been if it had been before you, like at age twenty six. Either I, I feel like I would have been turned off by that. I'm like, honestly, I don't have time for this shit. I'm not sixteen. Like, text you never. I could do that. Yeah, I, I just like, I don't way. have time okay. for that bullshit. Yeah, Fine. like I, I think if it was on my terms of being a fuck girl, I think you know I would feel in control and I would love that for sure. And if someone tried to turn the tables on me and like have the upper hand, quote unquote, I'd be like, yeah, not for me. On to the next one. I just think that that if you're going to be, if you're in your period of, of, of fuck boy or fuck girl period, right? Yeah. I think that you need to realize that you're in that period. And, for sure. And that there's a way to be self-serving without sabotaging somebody else. For sure. Without like damaging someone else in the wake of like your actions. Right. And I think it's very hard to communicate that. Yeah. But like you gotta try. I mean, it's tough. I think like talking about expectations and like intentions near the beginning-ish is like always really tricky because you're like, is it too early? Is it too late? Like right. without damage. Because I mean, everyone at some point has emotions, whether you're, you know, just there for right. sex or for more. It's like everyone has emotions and it's tough to like, 
navigate that. But I think as long as everyone's putting in effort on both sides to like be straightforward. I mean, the problem is you got to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with the other person. True. And I think a lot of people aren't being honest with themselves. That's true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that I've been like, yeah, this is okay. This is okay. It's not okay. It's not okay at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it, it relationships are not a zero sum game. Like if you feel like the other person's not giving you what you want, mm -hmm. like it, it's not, everything doesn't have to equal, equal hundred. People can meet halfway on these things totally. or like you can just, you know, wash your hands of it and move on because it's time to move on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think compromise is something that we've talked about before and is like so important for a- For Lauren to always be right. Yes, good answer, good answer. That it's a compromise that we like. <laughs> I feel like um, I've uh, illuminated a topic that uh, I didn't think I was ever going to talk about. And how do you feel? Better <laughs> than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 doing a service to. Um, I feel like I'm just doing a disservice to myself. Well, I that's mean, not true. I I am very 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 proud of the growth right that I've experienced from that ass hat to today. So like, yeah. Also, I think that it's a uh, it's encouraging to see that like someone can be a total asshat and then turn into a mature uh, growth person, person who has grown. I wish I could say well said. Yeah, it wasn't well said at yeah. all, but you, you knew what I meant. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's a good example because I think of like so many guys I went to high school with that were such dicks. And now like on Facebook, I see that they're like married with a child and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for you that you right. grew out of being an asshat. That's so nice for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's like, it's over time. It's over maturity. It's like through your journey. Um, I just, I just, you know, wish the best to all the asshats out there. And no, um, I wish the best to all the people that are exposed to the asshats that, that you're have right. to take a step back and go, it's not me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think that's the biggest takeaway from this thing. And like hearing from you as an ex fuckboy boy is that like, it is not you. And if you need to chant that to yourself in the mirror every day, 10 times, please do it because that is the moral of everything of fuckboy related topics. And let me tack one more thing onto that. It is not your job to try and teach them that they're doing something wrong. Right. It's not. Or to change them because it's, I, it's like as a fixer myself, like I absolutely, I think if I encountered a fuck boy, I would have been like, how can I change? Right. And what can I do better to make this guy want to date me when it's like, we just don't even have the same goals right. at all. And what's sad is that in your mind, you think that, oh, I, what do I need to do to help them? Right. But it's really, it, that's for you. It's for you. For it, sure. It, it is. For sure. It is. For sure. Um, all right, fuck boys, be honest with yourself. Why are you doing it? Get the fuck over it. You'll be a happier person. Or maybe you need to be a fuck boy for a little bit, but like know your intentions and understand the root of your fuck boyness. Know where it comes from. Know where it comes from. Right. Um, but Is that the best advice we can give? I mean- Know um, why you're a fuck boy? I mean, it's important. I mean, everyone's got to go on their own journey. You the know? comments are going to be like, uh, fuck these guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is terrible advice. No, um, but I think if you're not looking for the same thing that a fuck boy is looking for, ditch it, move on. Don't expend the effort and the time and the energy on that person because they are on their journey. If you're looking for something totally opposite, it's not going to happen and they need to get there themselves. 100%. Focus on you. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I think I, insightful. The rule of three, I learned a lot this podcast, honestly. Oh, good. <laughs> I think it's time for the hot seat for you next time. Unfortunately, you're just so damn precious and, and nice and cute and don't have this like dark twisted past. <laughs> we'll find something. I love that for me. We'll find something. Um, Real ones. I don't know what you can drop in the comments to let us know that you are a real one, mm -hmm. but I want you to do that. All right. So anyways, uh, stop, drop, roll, rate, download, follow the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited that you're here still. If you are still here, st if you, are, you, are you still here? Are you still here? Not anymore. Know. Not anymore. All right, guys. <laughs> that is all we have for you today on Wild Till 9. Okay, bye, guys. Love okay, you. Bye. <laughs>